Welcome to the Necessary and Podcast. Because what we talk about is elastic. <laughs> Hello, Rosie. Are you excited to talk about um, Joseph Biden's first 100 days in office? I can tell you, Isa, I'm extremely excited. I believe that there are a lot of things he's done well, a lot of things he could improve upon, and I'm very excited to explain what I mean by that. Yeah, of course. So for the listeners, we have graded Biden's first 100 days, and we're just going to go off sections, and we'll just explain ourselves for each section. Rosie, would you like to start off with your foreign policy grade? I would actually love to discuss foreign policy. I'll tell you right now, Issa, foreign policy is not my forte. Honestly, I don't know much about what happens outside of my city. (laughs) (laughs) Well... (laughs) That being said, uh, I was able to do a lot of research and kind of look into the different things that President Biden has been able to do in the short amount of time. And uh, what has to be understood, I've got to say this, is that at this point, if we're grading this, we're grading it on a curve. Because oh, yeah. i got to say, the last student was not exactly up to par. No. And to the listeners, just so you know, Rosie and I, we will be looking at this from our political perspectives. Mm -hmm. So if you are a conservative listener, we will take your opinion into account. But ultimately, these grades will reflect our personal political beliefs. Because what we say is is elastic. elastic. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So personally... Biden, in his campaigning, talked a lot about how he wanted to be bipartisan, yeah. wanted to be he was very centrist in the way things he was saying. But we didn't really see that with foreign policy. A lot of progressives like to see what is going on in his policy. But then obviously conservatives disagree with that because he hasn't personally. I really like how he hasn't raised any of the. Where is my where are my notes? Okay, so I like how he hasn't increased the defense budget because personally, I think the defense budget is already way too high. So the fact that he hasn't increased it, I think, goes to a better grade. But then obviously the conservatives are mad about that because they do like a good defense. Yeah, I definitely get that. Also, we've got to acknowledge he's begun withdrawing troops from Afghanistan, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, very good. It should have happened a long time ago, but it's still it's going very slowly. Although, honestly, he's got a lot on his plate. And I know we're going to talk about his handling of COVID later, but it still relates to foreign policy, how he's been helping other countries with COVID, which compared to other uh, countries of sort of the United States' caliber, it hasn't been that high. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but he did rejoin the World Health Organization. Uh, yeah, I'm very excited about that. He, but yeah, revoked the travel ban. Mm-hmm. But of course, like you were saying earlier, he hasn't set aside the intellectual property rights for vaccines. Mm. So low and middle income countries can't really ramp up their production like the United States is doing because of we are one of the countries with the most developed vaccines i would say so the right. fact that mm-hmm. we haven't been giving those to lower income countries is not the best and that definitely lowered his overall score no and yeah that's not one of those things where we can wait forever this is mm-hmm. something that's happening right now yeah people are literally dying from yeah. this pandemic so yeah. the fact we're not helping as much isn't great yeah. all right so overall Cumulative foreign policy grade. Issa, what are you grading President Biden? So I am giving him a B. 
and not I was gonna give him a B plus, but then I remembered how he's not helping Muslims in those camps in China. Mm -hmm. There is a huge problem going on, and he has. I feel like the United States government always wants to intercede into other countries' problems. And the one time that I think they actually should do it, they haven't done it. So because of that, I was going to give him a B plus, but just because of that, he has a B. What about you? I was actually, I was going to go with B plus. It seems like uh, he entered the office with a pretty rough bag of it, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, so the amount he's been able to get done in these 100 days is extremely impressive, but yeah, also he definitely has been focusing a lot more on the country and not mm -hmm. on uh, other places and helping them out with vaccines and, yeah, just relief and such. Yeah. So, definitely. all right, Biden, that's not too bad. There's room for improvement. There's always room for improvement. There is always room for improvement. But you just have a little bit more. But compared to what we used to have, I think him strengthening alliances and all of that stuff is just, it's definitely an improvement from what we had a year ago. It's a relief to not have to keep myself updated on it. Yes, mm -hmm. definitely. Yeah. Not to have to check New York Times every second just Very to see what went true. on. Okay, I think we can, so I did a B for foreign policy and you did a B also? I did a B plus. Oh, wonderful. Good mm -hmm. to hear. Okay, so I think we can move on to our domestic policy. And we actually put this down we did subsections, so let's start with COVID. What do you, how do you think he did with COVID? Well, let me tell you once again, the the whole situation of this guy entering office is not the greatest for him. Yeah, this um, is definitely the worst way to enter office. He was just thrown Right, well, he did, things. in his campaign promises, you know, he, I think it was 100 million vaccines. He doubled that. He did, because he surpassed it so quickly. Yeah. He was like, let's do 200 million. Mm -hmm. Absolutely incredible. Uh, if, from the last time I checked, I think it's 222 million. So he is He's really surpassing that goal, yeah. That being said, we have to make sure he keeps it up, because we see vaccination rates sort of plateauing at this mm -hmm. point, um, sort of reaching a point where those who... Uh, don't aren't willing to get the vaccine or are simply indifferent to it i found yeah. that i was listening or i watched uh john oliver oh, little thing love that john, oliver. <laughs> so good. john oliver he was talking about vaccinations and he was talking about how there are certain people who aren't necessarily opposed to the vaccine but they simply they they don't they don't make time for it mm -hmm. you know and then they're also it doesn't help with the uh different angles of the media just posing questions to instill fear about the vaccines without really providing answers to the questions definitely. or any of that um which spreads a lot of misinformation so I, I definitely think, yeah. i think biden should address those lies that media sites like facebook you know that's a breeding ground for mm -hmm. conspiracy theory so like just talking about i've personally heard that like it can ruin a woman's like reproductive ability oh, I did and that. all this crazy stuff. So I Moderna. think he, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I got Moderna. Yeah. Oh, I got Pfizer. Oh, everybody gets Pfizer. Yeah, cool people get Pfizer. That's all, <laughs> I, that's all I hear. That's all I hear. But um, I think if he just addresses those that situation, I think that would be a lot better. But also, I love how now it's going to be lower than sixteen. Oh, yeah. People. So that will be good for school age people. Absolutely. But I also liked with his COVID that how he made it mandatory to wear masks on federal property. Like, I don't think it would be possible because that would go against federalism and state rights to make a mandate for no matter where you are, you have to wear a mask when you're outside of your home. So I like that 
he put masks in place where he could. And that's on federal property. So I personally gave him an A plus for COVID. I gave him an A minus just again, referencing other countries and assisting them in COVID. Um, But definitely, yeah, that's a, that's a top score. I'd, I'd, Mm -hmm. I'd, I'd admit him to UW Madison. (laughs) Yeah. I think just COVID in our personal country, in our country itself, doing a great job. COVID with, other countries, of course, that will go down. But that's why I put it down in the foreign policy instead of COVID. Gotcha. All right. Should we talk about the economy a bit? In yes. In terms of domestic let's, policy? Let's talk about the economy. I'm going to let you go ahead because you seem okay. very pumped up. Let's I'm hear very it. excited that there's no men here to mansplain the economy to me. It's just <laughs> the two of us, Rosie. That's right. So um, I really liked the, that he instilled the infrastructure spending plan. I thought that was really good. Um because of COVID, he paused foreclosures and evictions, and then he made the student loan repayment pause also. But the thing is, I feel like a lot of those have to do with COVID, so it's kind of difficult to judge the economy because it's so intertwined with I mean, COVID. At this point, yeah, what like, doesn't have to is do with there, COVID? You have it to has address to, it. Yeah, so I, I wish I could give him something that's just based on the economy, but then I'm like, well, I can't look at charts because... I it feels like I'd be judging I would have to judge Trump with the same I can't judge the chart based on Trump compared to Biden because COVID does so many different things and COVID was at a different part for Biden and for Trump so it's just a little hard to give him an actual good judgment but I mean we we've seen job growth which is great because things are opening up again yeah absolutely and there's the economic stimulus package that he passed which I thought was great it was not an I I was personally with the Bernie Sanders AOC Mm. I think we should have gotten more money because there are people who definitely did not need the money who got the money and people who desperately needed that money and did not get enough Mm -hmm. so yeah, but you have to acknowledge again. We referenced his bipartisanism. Bipartisanship. I don't think that's it. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> you understand what we yeah, mean. Yeah. Um. And you've really got to question how effective, uh, Sanders or uh, Cortez's would have been, Casio Cortez's. Mm-hmm. Um. So he's definitely able. Because he is a lot more moderate Mm -hmm. than some of the other candidates were, he is able to make these changes in times that we need them, which is Mm -hmm. important. Um, Yeah, pandemic is always going to be intertwined with the economy. It affected the economy. Um, And although I I just hate (laughs) talking about the pandemic in terms of the economy, because I think the, Mm -hmm. the, the economy is such a minor thing to focus on at this point that is so true right yeah definitely like ugh. i hate that so many people's lives at stake mm-hmm. has to do with how the economy is doing yeah like like i don't know if that's even people with jobs mm-hmm. who have money that doesn't mean that they're invincible okay yeah, first of all healthcare is expensive but that's also, a whole nother problem that's a whole other problem <laughs> i don't know how much time we have but it's still um the but I it has to be addressed. You know, mm-hmm. the stimulus package was huge, really yeah. package, huge. Um, and the fact that he's been able to maintain so many jobs in a time where so many businesses are having to close their doors for long periods of time. Mm-hmm. Not only that, bring it back up a lot. Um, and he's slowly, you know, he's reopening schools, mm-hmm. which is great. Um, although it's 
taken a while. And as somebody who's personally experienced that, <laughs> I can tell you I maybe would have liked to sleep at home a little bit more. But, you know. I definitely. So not. I was all for going. A lot of people are against it. But personally, I was for going back to school. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this is going to be so much better for my mental health. I miss mm-hmm. making breakfast every morning. Yeah. I would. I had a study oh, hall nice. second hour. And now I'm like, Biden. Do I agree with you without reopening schools? <laughs> I miss out. my breakfast. I'm just kidding. I mean, I'm very happy the schools have opened, but that's like a campaign promise he hasn't exactly made because it is on a state level again. It's true. So, like, personally, like, Wisconsin, they made it mandatory. Mm-hmm. They, wasn't it you don't have state funding if you don't reopen? Right. I believe Something so. crazy it like was, that. The, that was on a test where it's like, um, that happened in South Dakota where they, mm-hmm. to get them to put their drinking age at 21, they had to threatened to like hold back funds for roads and things yeah yeah but so blackmail yeah i don't know if with we kind of got rid of the we stopped talking about the economy but (laughs) i shouldn't say what is it we understand what it is yeah but at this point the economy is so deeply drenched in other subjects yeah and it's kind of irrelevant at the moment Kind of, like, yeah. you know what I mean. I feel like it's such a main focus point in the news and the media. Right. But this I'm is like, like a formative grade on this. It's not a summative. We need a mm-hmm. formative for this one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, COVID economy and campaign promises are definitely just formative grades in our report card. So then, what would you give this as a grade? I actually, I because of all of the things he passed and was able to pass in the hundred days, I gave him an A minus. I also gave him an A minus. Good choice. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say it's definitely. It's one of those things where it makes me wonder um, if someone else was in office, would they be able to receive the same grade just by being able to pass this? Is there somehow we could have gone above and beyond? But already mm-hmm. the feat in itself is so important Definitely. that it's got to be acknowledged. It's got to be praised for mm-hmm. having been happened. You know? Yeah, and I, I, feel, I, I feel like I'm giving him gr- good grades and I don't want people to be like, oh, well... You're a Democrat. He's a Democrat. But is he really a Democrat? Because, like, personally, (laughs) I feel like Democrats are way more progressive than he leads on to be. He's Mm -hmm. much more centrist. But I just, I'm just going off of the facts. I think he's very folksy. He's very folksy. He's so old. Yeah. (laughs) He's so old. Just a wee bit. (laughs) Um, I think we should move on to campaign promises. Mm -hmm. This, I, this is a long list. Yeah, we've he talked had, about a lot of these already. Too. Yeah, so he, during the debates, he and Kamala, um, VP Kamala Harris talked a lot. They had a lot of promises. And people were like, oh, they're just campaign promises. It's not actually going to go down. And there is a significant, even in the first 10 days, the things he passed, like the climate change, he made it a national priority. He mm-hmm. um, went back into the Paris Climate Agreement. He... It's just crazy, all the stuff he was, even though there are some stuff that I personally would have liked to see already, he hasn't kept, which is fine. It's only 100 days. He has more time to do it. But what are some campaign promises that you liked, that you saw? Yeah, I mean, I've brought up a lot of them already. Rejoining Mm -hmm. the World Health Organization was one that I believe didn't he do it, I think, on his first day in office, Mm -hmm. as soon as he was inaugurated, because that's so, so important. Yeah, he went... Ham with those executive orders. Yeah, we do. We love that. And then, um, you know, vaccines. That's mm-hmm. I can't bring it up enough that he it's surpassed crazy. it so quickly. He doubled it. Yeah. And he was like, "Yep, I meant to do that." And I was like, "All right, go okay. ahead, my guy." Mm-hmm. Um, the travel ban, relieving that was very important. Yeah. Um, but there's still 
a lot that's in progress and a lot we really haven't heard about the withdrawing troops from Afghanistan. That was a big one mm-hmm. um, that I'm kind of still waiting on. Definitely. But considering 100 days, that's not a long time. That's yeah, three months, something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, ugh. Yeah. I Some stuff that I like that he kept was he stopped construction on the southern border wall. Mm, I, oh, yeah. That is just the worst. The most pointless funding because mm-hmm. I literally saw a video and it was on TikTok, so it's not the best evidence. So don't take my word for this, listeners. Right. But of a person literally just shimmying through the gate, like through the bars, mm-hmm. like it's not the not the best thing to promote. Yeah. Well, it's demote also... immigration on that border wall. Yeah. So I'm happy that we are stopped. We stopped funding mm-hmm. that construction. It also it now the wall just never made sense. Literally, I don't think that the Trump administration understood how people immigrated to the United States illegally. That's Mm -hmm. not, you don't, you don't walk there a lot of the time. Yeah. I, we don't have time to get into this, but it's like. (laughs) Immigration is not something we're grading him on, but. No. Well, anyway. Um, another thing we haven't heard a lot from him is, uh, policing. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. He, he never created mm-mm. the police oversight commission. Nope. Never. We Hasn't just even attempted. Haven't heard about it. He, I believe he's active on social media. So he was, um, I think he tweeted something when the, uh, Derek Chauvin trial, uh, concluded, but it's, there's been... Very fairly limited action. And I'm not sure how much of that is in terms of what he has the power to do in terms Mm -hmm. of federalism and stuff and what is just actually he finds too politically dangerous for himself to Mm -hmm. do or stuff he actually does not believe in. Because as we've discussed, he's fairly moderate. Yeah. Yeah. I just... That was something that he hasn't kept. Like, that was one of those big things that I was hoping would be one of his first day's things. Mm-hmm. But it just didn't happen. Also, the liability protection for gun manufacturers. Mm. He he wanted to do more about gun control. He promised stuff about gun control. And even though because of COVID there haven't been as many shootings, thankfully, like, that's the one good thing about clothing. Innocent lives haven't died. He still hasn't done anything for gun controls. And I know he's trying to be bipartisan, but I think child's children's lives should be yeah. a priority. There's a difference between politics and morals exactly. that I feel like people kind of lose out on sometimes. Yeah, definitely. And this is one of those things that if we don't see within his first year, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not sure how we're going to deal mm-hmm. with that. Yeah, it's just rough. Also, another thing he didn't keep is, so he did end the transgender military ban. Yes. Which is absolutely phenomenal. Like, those people want to serve their country, and now they do have that ability to. But he wanted originally wanted to put more protections in for, like, LGBTQ plus health mm-hmm. and rights in general, and we haven't seen any action for that. So I think that's some protections that need to be put because of the Equal Protections Clause of the 14th Amendment. There should be equal protection for no matter your sexuality, gender, anything like that. I predict that we'll see a couple couple actions by him 
in June in honor of Pride Month, but I think they'll be fairly small Mm -hmm. and largely kind of just for show. Yeah, it's like people only care about the community during june mm-hmm. but we should see care throughout the year guys yeah especially from our president all right what did you grade his campaign promises well i made a list of all the things he kept and all the things he didn't keep mm-hmm. and the things he kept is way larger than like the four things he didn't actually keep so i'm giving him an a not an a plus but an a right because i think it's for 100 days like that's i think it's amazing how much he has gotten done yeah. what about you I gave him a B plus. Um, I definitely 100% agree with you on all the things he's been able to do. Um, and I do trust that he'll do a lot more as time progresses. Mm-hmm. But some of these things are so relevant um, and were such prominent parts of his campaign, uh, such as uh, policing or more for their yeah, LGBTQ plus rights. I was like, no, you got to. Step it up a little bit more. Yeah, definitely. But again, fingers crossed, more in the future. Mm-hmm. All right, let's... I think we have yeah. image grade. Let's do it. Okay. So, personally, my image of him, from just watching the news, he's just, you know, not to be ageist, but mm. he's so old. Right. And, that, and not to sound like a Republican, not that there's anything wrong to be a Republican, but they were always worried about, like, his mental health. He's just the oldest president we've ever had. And I just wish he wouldn't act so very old mm-hmm. <laughs> when he's giving speeches and, like, talking to the people. Does that make sense? As Yeah, I understand. As a reminder, everything we talk about is elastic. Yes. <laughs> Meaning this is, it's going to be from the perspective of mm-hmm. an 18-year-old. Yeah, so we feel very un. We just don't feel in connection with him. It's, yeah, it's a because he's of from a different generation. Yeah, he lived through, like when he first became senator, we weren't even born yet. Yeah, I think of him a lot. I mean, you know, we've seen we've seen the video of him tripping by the plane, you know, and he had. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember if uh, there was a lot of discussion about his. Uh, his stutter that he has to work through and mm-hmm. a lot of his different speech well, impediments. Well, I think that's that more of a disability. Yeah, I think that's more of a disability and not necessarily due to his age. He definitely right. talks. If you look at speeches now compared to what he used to do on the Senate floor, he definitely talks slower. It takes him longer. Oh, but yeah. also, like, I see that in my grandparents. I think that just has to do with age. Yeah, there's part of it that's from age, and then there's part that's an actual speech impediment. Yeah, that he which has. you can't, I, you can't comment on because that's something a no, lot of, of Americans not. have to deal with. But it is significant for his image in the sense of um, how it was handled when he was receiving criticism mm-hmm. for the way he was speaking. Um, it's uh, and it's important because. He well, he received criticism largely from the right mm-hmm. because they disagreed with him, and they were able to pinpoint things about him that weren't necessarily about policy. That you know, they were sort of able to just criticize because they could, like troll him on essentially. Yeah. Um, and the same way that he does that, people on the left, when seeing this, uh, were more quick to defend him. Mm-hmm. Um, which at the extremities that <laughs> our culture sort of has with um. Defending someone and attacking someone definitely put him in a better light. Yeah. Which has its... Wow. What a what a reflection on our culture. How crazy definitely. is that? 
It's Ugh. so weird how much politics is ingrained in our culture. Yeah. Like, in other countries, people just vote. And we're over is here. We're just rocking our merch. Like, rocking people have signs. Merch. It's just so ingrained in culture. But, like, I would, I mean, the both of us, we would poke fun at Trump. Oh, I mean, yeah. he we has his do. crazy policies that I full-heartedly do not agree with. Mm-hmm. But just, like, his mannerisms. He also, remember the drinking water thing? Where he couldn't drink water. I'll show you a video later. Oh, but he had this problem with drinking water. And, like, if I can poke fun at him, I should also be able to poke fun at Biden. Right. Like, you can't hold politicians in a certain light. That's like, you true. can't be like, I hate this politician. But this politician is so amazing, can do no wrong. You still have to be able to be like, Yeah. It's not important great. also to make sure that they stay human. They're not celebrities. Yeah, definitely. But it's also like, we're Gen Zers. We're, like, we're known for being good bullies. You yeah. Know? We're very good at it. We are really good at it. Um, So in terms of the image, because a lot of Gen Z is fairly left, at least what I see, um, what I've seen of his image. And the people I know. After he won the election, a lot more people were able to come out and criticize him Mm -hmm. more openly because they were, you know, they got to do what they got to do to get uh, President Trump out of office. But ultimately, I think... Oh, yeah, the Settle yeah. for Biden movement. Settle for Biden. Yeah. I saw that everywhere. And I you know it. what? You know what's crazy? My parents, they never heard of it. Really? I know. I show my dad so many... I don't show my mom because she doesn't care about politics. But mm. my dad, I show him so many of those political TikToks because I was on... I was hardcore, low-key communist, but more liberal oh, no, TikTok yeah. for a very long time during the election. Mm-hmm. So I just showed my parents that. So he understood but one thing I wanted to talk about his image, Major, his dog, he bit two people. His dog bit two people. You know that who would can't never be... do that? You know who would never do that? Bo. Bo. Bo is a rip perfect Bo. dog. I'm so sad that Bo died. I, you can't say that to me, man. <laughs> I can't think about that. I, Bo would never. And the thing is, everybody was raving about Major because he's like the first not, first shelter dog to be in office oh is that true it, you didn't know yeah didn't so know everybody was like oh the first shelter dog and i mm. feel like this isn't a good this just isn't a good representative for shelter dogs no. like shelter Although dogs it does show the struggles that they go through and how much true. work has to be put into it mm-hmm. well look at us spinning <laughs> we're fantastic yeah so i think i'm going to be honest major biting two people wasn't great for biden's image because it doesn't show that he doesn't he needs to care more for his animals and teach them that that's not okay. That's true. So what did you give him for a grade, for image? For image, image in particular, I had to grade on a pretty big curve. Mm-hmm. And again, this is largely for my image. Wapa! Um, <laughs> because of what I see, I saw so much poor imaging of President Trump than I do of President Biden. Mm-hmm. So I've got to give him, I'm thinking like, a B plus. Me too. B plus? Yes. Okay, good. Because compared to former President Obama, totally different. Mm-hmm. Like, not to romanticize a politician, but like Obama. But I'm in love with him. He's peak. Like, I have a picture of him on my computer. Yeah. And so compared to him, I would grade, grade lower. But compared to President Trump, mm-hmm. I obviously have to grade much mm-hmm. higher because there was definitely some image at least image problems on the left image pro- um things on the right was completely different they right. idolized him they loved him he thought he was amazing they thought he had a great image so it's 
debatable, but compared, I also gave him a B plus for image. Okay. And I wanted to give him an A minus, but major. Poor major. major. Poor major. I brought him down because he bit people. Oh. I, so we are on our last topic. Good. This is the appointments. Personally, okay. if you want to start, you can. Well, here's what I know. I know that one of his campaign promises was a cabinet that reflected the people of the United mm-hmm. States. And I definitely think he, he accomplished that. He accomplished that. Mm-hmm. He um, definitely had a diverse cabinet. I'm not, um, that was obviously like first couple weeks, month or so in office, mm-hmm. um, I would get the notifi- notifications pop up from New York Times saying, oh, this person was just appointed to this position, this person, he- this person here. Um, and I gotta say, it's kind of relieving that you don't know any of them. That names. I don't know any of them. <laughs> <laughs> I swear Definitely. every time if I recognized the name of somebody that Trump appointed, I was pretty sure they were from television. Yeah, definitely. That was my, one of my points, too. I My points were very diverse. I loved that I felt representative as somebody part of the community and Latina. Like, mm-hmm. totally felt representative in that cabinet. And I feel like everybody can find somebody who is in the cabinet that represents something about themselves. Yeah. But, like, the fact that I had to research these people uh, and then I'd find out, wow, they're actually qualified for this job was amazing. That's, isn't that so crazy? It's so, yeah. Also, we're not, like, super young, but it feels like the Trump era took up such a big part of my life mm-hmm. because, you know, I he was elected It was our whole high school. Grade? Yeah, that's I, Eighth grade, is. I think. Eighth grade? Well, it was that sort of thing where that's when you start to be aware of politics Mm -hmm. and then it just kept on going and that's an exhausting time to be aware of politics yeah and i think that's why our generation is so motivated and so involved in politics Mm -hmm. and cynical definitely (laughs) we are so cynical done yeah so i think i i really liked his appointments oh yeah um and because i feel like with president trump like, he appointed Carson as, like, urban development, even though he was a doctor. Yeah. Do you remember that? And I was just like, why didn't you do him as health? I mean, it didn't end well. I mean, no, yeah, it didn't. But there was some times where I'm just like, why would you appoint them to this when they could have been appointed to this? I swear, it just, so it much was of definitely it was made... meant for image. Yeah, His appointments were for image and, and business not for... deals. Yeah. Somehow getting money. And that's that, what, how, what, how, what... <laughs> That's not what a cabinet is. That's not the point of them. I think people chase power too much and they don't really know. They don't understand. They don't want power. They just want status. Because mm-hmm. when you get power, you get responsibility, right? And they, yeah. then they don't fulfill that responsibility. And then they're just left with a little badge that says they got the... It doesn't make any... What, yeah. what do we even have it then? Yeah, what's the point? <sighs> So that type of cynical is what we're left with. Yeah, definitely. One of the sections on the appointments grade is mm-hmm. judges. Mm-hmm. So obviously Biden hasn't appointed any judge. Well, not um, Supreme Court judges I'm talking about. Not He's definitely appointed mm-hmm. federal, um, all that's jazz. But if Amy Coney Barrett, Justice Amy Coney Barrett wasn't appointed and the Republicans decided not to appoint and wait for the election, mm-hmm. do you think he would have appointed a moderate or do you think he would have appointed somebody like Ruth Bader Ginsburg, a full-blown liberal? That's a great question. Um, I think 
the clear thing for him to have done, of course, would have been to appoint a very, a very liberal judge because, mm-hmm. you know, you want to lean the courts your way. But the fact how much he's been working to be bipartisan, and especially if <laughs> if the Senate have been working that hard to be bipartisan as well, mm-hmm. it's it wouldn't we wouldn't have it we wouldn't have had another RBJ RBG. Yeah. We would have had a moderate my guess is a moderate but a minority moderate. Oh so definitely. we still get the image for it. It would definitely um, be a woman. Oh, it would definitely be a woman. <laughs> um but it's yeah, I I don't know. That's the what ifs. Do you have yeah. is that what you think or you No, know? I totally agree with you. Yeah. I would have gone I would have I hate to say this because like I love the Supreme Court. I love talking about court cases and I hate it when justices are very leaning to one towards one ideology. But I would have I want to say I would have liked a moderate because that's how I think the whole court should be, but I kind of wanted a liberal because there's so many conservatives. I think Like, that, ever since Kavanaugh, yeah. I think I just hate how conservative-leaning it is. I think the concept of a moderate already... Oh, it's the way totally we changed. View it, yeah, the, view, the way we view it in terms of American politics is so f- much further right mm-hmm. than looking from left being, like, communism all the way to right, which is, like... Crazy Marjorie Crazy Taylor Green. What's, yeah, um, I feel like like moderate would pretty much be. I would think like standard Democrats. Yeah, I would. So I, I saw this chart that mm-hmm. is taught in Canadian schools. Actually, oh, go Canada. So, go well. Don't romanticize Canada, but also go Canada. Go Canada. <laughs> That's just an apsy joke. But um, we, the way. Our moderate, like you said earlier, is so far to the right. Mm-hmm. If you look at Angela Merkel from Germany, right. she is the most conservative party, and she has the same ideology as Biden. Oh. Did you know that? I did not know that. So just to think that our he's like our definition of a moderate is mm-hmm. their most conservative party, is that's how far we are behind the rest of um, high-income countries or mm-hmm. developed countries. So it's just crazy. I have so many opinions How far on right this. we are. We do have to wrap it up, though. Oh, it is very long. I am so sorry, Miss Ross. Miss <laughs> Ross. It's all good, though. Don't worry. We're really engaging and interesting. We have a catchphrase. All right. <laughs> let me ask you, Issa. Yes. What grade are you giving for his appointments? Appointments? I give him an A. A? I, I really like the diver. The diversity was a main factor. Yeah. I would love to just give him a pass in terms of a pass-fail grade. Well, yeah. This shouldn't be... Just because it's diverse and I don't know the names, that shouldn't mm-hmm. be amazing. Right. But, but the because... fact is, it seems like one of those assignments that you want where a teacher's like, you just need to turn in this form and have your parents sign it. Mm-hmm. And that would be, yes, that's a pass. That's not a fail, you yeah. know? And I know, also, Ms. Ross, I'm sorry, like, we, it's one of those things that you should look into and research. Yeah. Um, but it is, it does take a lot of effort, which is significant, mm-hmm. honestly. So, yeah, just based on, if we're going lazy teacher grading, I'm giving it an A. Yeah. First glance, second glance, third glance, you're good to yeah. go. Um, but we'll see how it goes in the future as he's able to appoint more people. Definitely. All right, are we I giving... I think... Oh. Yeah. Are we giving an overall... I have overall cumulative grade. Let me think. I have to quickly average my grades. I know. I'm trying to think of it. I think my average 
might be a B plus A minus. If there yeah. was a grade between those, that's what it would be. I can go A minus if you want to go B plus. I'll go B plus. I just I don't want to give him too good of a grade because mm -hmm. he definitely has his problems. But I think the positives are there's more positives than negatives. I've got to give him an A minus because just thinking about how this is going to be written in history books, this is going to look so impressive. Mm -hmm, definitely, it's going to be the new New Deal. Yeah. Isn't that what he was calling it? The new New Deal. No, was that just me coming there's up with just now? There's a Green New Deal. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. That Never representative Ocasio-Cortez is like, right. <laughs> oh, yeah. We love that. But yeah. So he I also hasn't passed that. But that's also Congress. Let but also. This, so let's finish up this podcast by saying, yes. in conclusion, if you pass the Green New Deal... You would get an A plus. You could you could raise your grade. Yeah, Biden, we're letting you know. You could go to Harvard, man. <laughs> Harvard. Yeah, with our grading, our grading is so difficult that. But if you got an A plus, <laughs> we do get into all the colleges you apply to. That's true, all of them, every <laughs> single one. So thank you for listening, President Biden. Yes. Um, and Miss Ross review. and the fellow listeners, whoever that is. Yes, because everybody listened to our forty-minute podcast. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Okay, we'll see you next time on the Necessary and Podcast, where what we talk about is elastic. Wapah.